0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Dead Justice Productions podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or James Oscars. Special guest this week is Bren Wright, host of the Tinfoil Tales podcast, author of Shadows of Cedarville. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you stopping in. Before we dive in too much, do you want to tell people a little bit about Tinfoil Tales and, and your, your writing? A little bit about what you got going on?
1: Yeah, I can do that. Ten Foil Tales is a podcast that I host that is basically dedicated as a platform for others to come on and share their experiences when it relates to paranormal or strange encounters or something along those lines. Pretty much any sort of fringe topic. Mm. I have episodes that deal with like hidden histories, ancient history stuff, and then obviously there's conspiracy stuff in there as well and people that think they're having some sort of paranormal activities or encounters with strange, like cryptids, like Bigfoot or dog men, or there's been episodes of UFOs and alien abductions and implants. And it really just kind of a boiling pot of all strange topics, I guess.
0: Nice. And so then. I, yeah. I was going to say the shadows of Cedarville.
1: Yeah. Shadows of Cedarville is a book that I wrote recently that came out. It is a fictionalized novel, heavily influenced from actual eyewitness accounts and based off of my own personal experience, which is why I also do the podcast because back in 2007, I had a strange encounter with something that defies the logic. And as a way of coping, I guess, after thinking about this, for the last couple of years, a means to cope with the unbelievable because for so long I'm a skeptic, and I'm still a skeptic to an extent. And in order to deal with something that shouldn't have happened, I started the podcast because I wanted to talk to other people that had the same sort of experiences maybe and feel like they couldn't talk about it either. Because when people talk about these type of experiences, there's a stigma that goes along with it. You're either crazy, or a liar, or delusional, or on drugs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give people a place where they could share their experiences without having to be ridiculed for it.
0: Nice. Yeah, one of the questions I was going to ask if is like if you approached it from a skeptic's point of view, because I know some people approach like I'll use ghosts as an example. Like they will approach it from the point of like, oh, ghosts are real. We're just trying to capture the information or like interactions with them. And other people approach it like you know we're skeptical about ghosts being real but we're trying to figure out if we can like you know like a more scientific like examination approach i was curious if, like where you came in at first i know you said you kind of changed based on experiences
1: yeah basically with me i've always been a skeptic to an extent like i want to believe that there's other st- things out there that I'm not aware of but at the same time it's kind of like um, seeing is believing Mm -hmm. and I used to watch the X-Files I used to watch like all sorts of shows about monsters and ghosts and everything like that but when it comes to the paranormal for a long time I never thought I had any sort of paranormal experiences but I look at everything from the perspective when I interview people is I'm not a believer, but I'm also not a disbeliever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I leave it open for the possibility that what people could be telling me is a hundred percent true. Who am I to say it isn't, it is or is not true because I'm not the one experiencing it. So mm-hmm. I don't try and prove or disprove anyone, but I also am a little skeptical about a lot of things in the sense of, I believe that everyone that comes on the show for the most part believes what they're telling me, I but see. what they yeah. believe doesn't necessarily mean is the truth. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. it's I their think, truth.
0: I was going to say, I forget what it was. It was a show or a document or something where they were showing instances similar to what you're saying, where people believe what they're saying is true, but they could be mistaken or like, eh. and the example they did was like with like a Mothman man or something. Where they basically put up like a, a human, like a like an adult male sized cutout on the side of the road at like late at night and had people drive by. And as they approached it in their car, they like flashed like a spotlight and it lit it up. And then they asked people what they saw, and they're like, Oh, it was like 20 feet tall or whatever. And like because it was so sudden and like shocking, it changes their uh, like view of it almost. I feel yeah. like that can happen in, in a lot of cases where they're not lying. They, they're just, because it's like a sudden strange situation, the details get fuzzy because it's, you know, they're not having time to really process what it is they're experiencing. I yeah. That can happen in a lot of cases.
1: I think there's that. There's obviously misidentification from people mm-hmm. said they've seen, just say a Bigfoot or something. A lot of people, oh, they saw a bear. And even in my situation, what I experienced people say I misidentified something as well. And it's like, I know for a fact I didn't misidentify anything, Hmm. but at the same time, it's like, I understand where people could be skeptical because I would also be skeptical of my own experience. And I can share what happened a little bit later without, because that's, the premise of the book is literally based off my own experience. And then from there, I turned into like a fictionalized story, but we can dive into that here in a little bit.
2: Hmm.
0: Is there, is there like a, I was going to ask, is there like a line where you go from, okay, this is more like I can line up with this more, but then maybe the line is like, okay, this is too far. Like there's, I don't believe this is a thing.
1: There used to be, but anymore, I'm not a hundred percent sure where that line exists. Okay. Because when you start traveling down this path, you go in with your mind of "Oh, this can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. But the more you look into things and the more you talk to people and the more you do some research into stuff, mm-hmm. there's a lot of unexplainable activity in the world. And there's obviously means to explain that in a mm-hmm. sense of real world. But then if you start looking at it from a different like perspective, Maybe what we're seeing is something that we're not supposed to see, that sometimes we do see, something that blends into our world. And not to quote Marvel movies or anything like that, but this is the most generalized version of it, even Stranger Things. Maybe there is another dimension, a parallel world, a multiverse, something. And a lot of the things that we're seeing, like far as paranormal or weird creatures or even aliens to an extent, maybe they're not what they claim to be. Maybe they're actually from an alternate reality, like, and they bleed into our world. People see ghosts. Well, maybe they're not seeing ghosts. Maybe they're just seeing people from the other, like, I don't know if it's like string theory or there's different dimensions. Even Einstein said there's like, what, like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different dimensions. Maybe these things that are interacting are from a different dimension that we just can't see with our 3d perspective if that um, makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, there's other situations where it's not necessarily, like, supernatural, where it's almost like a, like a mental thing. Like, do you know what, like, old hag syndrome is?
1: I've heard of it, but I don't necessarily know what it is.
0: I'll, I'll explain it for people who haven't heard of it. Basically, it's people who experience, like, sleep paralysis, where they wake up in their, you know... It's like a mess with their like natural sleeping and like awake cycle. So your mind like wakes up into like you're awake almost, but your muscles are still in a sleep induced state of paralysis. So you can't move because your body's still asleep, but you like have woken yourself up. And so you feel like you can't move. and Like there's something sitting on your chest and it freaks you out. And people feel like they're seeing like an old hag Uh, originally, like it would be like an an old woman, like at the foot of the bed crawling up under their chest, holding them down.
1: And I, th- I think now I have an episode not to interrupt you, but it yeah. is about sleep paralysis, but it's also got the hat man. People will see yeah. the hat man also suffers sleep paralysis.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like part of that is just like a, uh, you know, like shadowy figures sometimes at night, like things like that. I know the hat man in particular, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, not fully understood necessarily, but it's people who are, you know, still half asleep and their body just isn't working properly. And like there are situations like that with a lot of, you know, that could be the case in a lot of these supernatural events where people don't realize like, Oh, I'm still half asleep.
1: There was actually, and I didn't realize this was paranormal or anything about it. And I didn't even know what Hatman or sleep paralysis was until I actually started doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. And this was probably 20 years ago. I still lived with my parents. I was still a teenager and I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I, my throat felt like it was burning. Like someone was choking me or whatever. And I couldn't move. I was looking around and above my bed, I just seen this. I said it was a cowboy. Hmm. It was like a black cowboy choking me. And I was trying to move and I couldn't move. And I had all this pressure on my throat. And then finally I was able to break free and I was able to move and the cowboy was gone.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I said it was a cowboy because I just seen a, hat like a head with a hat on Mm -hmm. and this was in like 2002 2003 so I don't know anything about it I just obviously saw I was clearly dreaming and I couldn't move because I was dreaming but when I woke up and I was able to move my throat was still burning so I wrote it off as psychologically just while my throat was like scratchy burning and I manifested this dream as to why it was burning but now that I've did research and looked into things and interviewed some people and they was like, Oh, hat man, this and sleep paralysis. I was like, Oh, well maybe, maybe that was paranormal.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it is interesting. Like I, I think I'm a bit more skeptical than you are, uh, if I'm being honest, but like it, it is like, I'm one of those people that it's like, I'm skeptical about it, but I'm still super interested in it. I mean, we've had people on the show here before that have talked about like a lot of Uh, like cryptids and things like that and supernatural, you know, stuff. And it's, I'm super interested in it. And like, I I know you mentioned it right at the start of the show. I think it was uh, about like, you know, you want to believe like, it's interesting, but like at at the same time, like part of my skepticism comes from like, you know, like with Bigfoot, for example, I'm like, surely we'd have like, like, especially in like today's day and age, with cameras everywhere, like surely these things would be documented in some capacity. Yeah. Or, you know, someone would shoot one thinking it's a bear or something like, you know what I mean? It's like stuff like that. that, Where
1: that's how I feel about it too. And then kind of like what I said earlier, mm -hmm. if you really start going down the rabbit hole of what Bigfoot could actually be, Mm -hmm. a lot of people that you have your purists to say, Oh, it's a flesh and blood creature. And then when you have these other people said, well, Bigfoot, they're chasing it and then just disappears. And then they see random orbs. And there's a lot of other things that go on with Bigfoot that don't make any sort of sense. Like people are like, well, Bigfoot's an interdimensional being.
0: Interesting. I've not heard that, to be fair.
1: And it's like, I don't know if that is true. Again, I don't Mm -hmm. know anything. I'm just a person. Like, I am not a researcher. (laughs) And it comes to anything. I'm not an expert. Anyone that says they're an expert in any sort of field of a French topic to me Mm -hmm. is usually full of crap just because (laughs) you can't be an expert in something that's not even documented to be true.
0: It's hard to be an expert in something you can't physically study, really.
1: Exactly. So it's literally you making up your own assumptions based off your own research into something that no one else really knows about either.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So if that's the case, I guess I'm an expert in whatever and I do my studies into this and I made my own opinion. So because my opinion is this, I'm an expert. No, that's not how that works. Like, mm-hmm. When I And maybe this will turn off people to uh, experts or researchers that come on my show. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not here to argue about it. But at the same time, it's don't come on here and say, you know, everything when clearly you don't. <laughs> that's just where i i don't like when people come off of like a god complex i guess
2: mm.
0: oh we <laughs> and you would hate the one episode we had a while back with the guy who literally called himself god <laughs> 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 that
1: a, yeah i don't, I don't know uh,
0: yeah, had, for me it's like it has to be measurable like you have to have evidence something you can be like yeah this is we have data right as opposed to yeah and no, like i experiences are, are valuable. Don't get me wrong. Like eyewitness accounts are valuable, but like you have to have something other than that in my mind, like to be able to be like, yeah, this is we have actual data, statistics, evidence, like something like concrete that you can use to be like, ah, oh, here's something that we can use to justify this, the, the existence of this, or like this event could have happened, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. That's how I am to like, I have a big 9-foot, 10-foot tall silhouette of Bigfoot out back. It's basically made out of metal. It's one of those yard ornaments or whatever, and I have it stuck up to my Mm -hmm. pole barn. So I can always say I have a Bigfoot out back, but it's not necessarily a real Bigfoot, but then you can also go, has anyone ever really seen a real Bigfoot, or is everything fake?
2: Yeah.
1: I always go back to... There's more than just the fake stories that people have told because throughout history and all over the world, there's been sightings of sort like certain type of hairy men, wild men. Mm-hmm. The native Americans have their stories of it. That's why it's called Sasquatch from, I think
0: we the Italians have it rough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, all sorts of things. And even with my own experience,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've done a lot of research into that as well. And it's not just something new. Like some people say you can go through history about it Mm -hmm. and I've got my own harebrained opinions. Again, I'm not going to say I'm an expert or I know anything. Like I just have my own ideas and that doesn't mean it's true, but I don't know of anyone else that could tell me otherwise either, because at the end of the day, we're all scratching for answers for something that we'll probably never know.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I think too. It doesn't help. Like, let's. I'll, I'll make up a number, right? Like, let's say there's a hundred reports of you know Bigfoot sightings in an area. So, like, twenty of those might be people just saying it just to get attention or something. Like it. Like the the most famous one is the guys that documented the uh, the other guy. The one guy was doc, was dressed up as a Bigfoot walking. Remember that's the famous shot of him as dressed up as Bigfoot. And they came out and said it was fake. How many like cases are like that where it's people just seeking attention, you know, say like alien abductions or whatever, you know, it'd be interesting to see like how many of these are like true testimonials that haven't been influenced by like people just seeking attention and see like how they add up over time. Cause obviously like, like you said, like there's reports of things like all these UFO sightings, they're all over the world. They're, from like all sorts of time periods, things like that. So obviously there's some credence, like people are seeing something. There's some, you know, experiences going on or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The credibility is thrown off by people just seeking attention. And it muddies the waters a lot.
1: You were talking about the Patterson Gimlin film. And
0: yeah, I didn't know the name for it. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what they call it. I don't know. The guy Patterson was the one that was documenting Gimlin, is Bob Gimlin. He's actually still alive, and he says it is not fake.
0: Interesting.
1: And the only reason it was said fake is Patterson died, and supposedly on his deathbed he said he faked it, which no one really has that And Bob Gimlin's still to this day swears it was authentic to his knowledge because he wasn't involved in any hoax. And the person that said they wore the suit could never produce a suit. And then when he finally did show a suit, it looked nothing like what was on there. Hmm. And then there's been actually a lot of documentaries into this. They've slowed down the footage. They 4K'd it. I know like some actual like animal researchers and all sorts of stuff have actually like watched it. They claim there's muscle definition. It's actually a female because so it has breast. And all sorts of stuff they claim from being in the 1960s, the suit detail and the way it had muscles and everything else was impossible for them to fake that. Hmm. So so I don't know. I've always thought it was fake. But even today, I'm like, it still looks fake. But (laughs) it's considered the most authentic piece of evidence to an existing Bigfoot. But they claim it would only been about six foot tall. Hmm. So it's like it wasn't that big.
0: Yeah, like I said, if you can watch that, like they have like stabilized versions of it and yeah. whatnot. It and looks just, like a person walking. Yeah, they're just chilling, just walking through the woods. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know why they'd go through all that, just to say, hey, look, they didn't make any money off of it. Bob Gimlin mm-hmm. has never made a dime from it. Yeah, like he, uh, for a long time, he didn't even want to talk about it because he didn't want the ridicule of it. But again, that yeah. goes back with the stigma of anyone that sees anything strange. Which mm-hmm. again, I'm the same way. For 15 years, I never talked about what happened to me, so I completely understand it.
0: Yeah, like I, said, I, 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 I kind of stick to my point of like people will seek attention, and it muddies the waters, and it their disingenuine reports kind of add that stigma to people who actually are being you know, honest, right. And so it makes it hard to like tell what's real and what's not. Sometimes it also doesn't help that you have, uh, like for the people that are like genuinely trying to like do research and, you know, make it like an honest, uh, investigation into it. It doesn't help that you have like a lot of like the TV shows and things like that, where it's clearly just staged for entertainment purposes. I forget what the, uh, maybe it was just Bigfoot hunters.
1: Bigfoot Hunters, I think, are somewhat legit. Not the TV show, but... The Finding Bigfoot. Or yeah, no, Mountain the, Monsters. That's what I was yeah, thinking Yeah, Mountain, Mountain Monsters. Monsters are 100% fake. The guy's supposed to be really cool who'll actually come out to conventions and talk to people or whatever, but the TV show's
0: 100% fake. Yeah. <laughs> I, l- listen, if they show up to conventions and they're just there to chill out with people and make entertainment, that's fine. Like, that's cool. I, I can appreciate it. But, like... I, like I was saying, like stuff like that does not help the cause for people who are like genuinely trying to. No, make I agree. Actual like scientific like research on it. No, <laughs> I, I can't. I,
1: I can't even watch yeah. that show. It's so ridiculous.
0: I I was told about it a number of years I forget it's years ago now, and I I just see that they're they had at least eight seasons of that show, as of last year, beginning of last year. But yeah, I, I just remember like because I think at some point they just add in like CGI mon- like, monsters. I think at some point they <laughs> never
1: just showed like I've tried to watch the first season and conveniently the cameras would always go out or they'd be fighting this thing and you never see what they're actually the camera wouldn't be looking yeah. at what was going on. It's like this is so stupid. Oh, it
0: just attacked me. Oh, we missed it. Oh man, where'd it go? Yeah, yeah that's
2: really
1: it's it's ridiculous and it, it loses <laughs> any sort of credibility. Like obviously they're yeah. cool guys or whatever. I've never met them, but I've known people that have, they said, Oh, they're sweethearts. They're so nice. And everybody's all about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all fine and dandy. They're making entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah. And it ruins any sort of credibility for anyone that's actually out there trying to prove something that is real to people that will 100% say it's not, you're not going to mm-hmm. persuade anyone's opinion. And that's not even what I think people need to be worrying about anyways. Like, I'm not out here to tell anyone to believe anything that I say because at the end of the day, and this may sound bad, but I don't really care if people believe what I have to say. I'm doing it for my own purposes, not because I want people to believe me. I'm doing it because I want to know what the hell I experienced myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's not anything more than that. Like, I started doing something because this is what I wanted to do because I experienced something that made zero sense to me. So I've been searching for my own answers. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then you get people out there that are doing it to make money. mm -hmm. And that rubs me the wrong way. Like they have these huge podcasts and they're out here fighting all the time. There's all sorts of, if you're a fan of this podcast, it's just almost like anything. Like obviously sports teams, you can't have this one. You're a fan of this team. You gotta be hating that team. And like, it could go in -hmm. any aspect in life. But there's so much negativity involved in all these communities. That I don't even try and mess with any of. It. I just do my stuff and go about my business. I don't oh, care what anyone it, else does.
0: Is it sort of like, oh, like Bigfoot's real, but yours is fake and it's ridiculous, like that sort of thing, where they're well, calling fake? Or?
1: They had this experience, and you can only listen to this show, and you got to give this show your money. Oh, you went on this show. Well, I can't be if you can't come on my show because you're on this person's show. Or if you listen to yeah. this person, well, this is not how it is. What I say, this is this is my truth. This is Bigfoot does this. Dog man does this. Anyone else says is wrong. I'm the only person. I was like, no, you're a cult.
0: <laughs> it's terrible networking.
1: <laughs> it is. And I just, like I said, I keep my head down. I do my own stuff and I don't worry about it. I don't care about the inner workings of the stupidity of they're fighting over monsters that don't even know that even are real. <laughs> to me, and it's, it's like, dumb.
0: Which, my goblin's better than your goblin, sort of yeah. thing.
1: But it is funny you mention goblins because uh, I was editing one of my old episodes and someone told me they would seen something down in southern Indiana, which I'm from Indiana. Mm. And this is around the Kentucky border and they'd saw something almost like a golem. And I was like, it looks like a Kentucky goblin. And they're like, a goblin? Apparently they didn't know what a Kentucky goblin was, but.
0: I don't know what a Kentucky goblin is either
1: the Hopkinsville goblins, they were seen back in the 1960s and there's a TV show that was on Amazon called Hellier. They were searching for them. The word synchronicities got made very popular recently just because of that stupid show. I say stupid. I actually enjoyed it, but like because of that show, I hate the word synchronicities cause it literally it gets overused all the time now.
0: Interesting. I'm looking at this one more.
1: Yeah, it should be on Amazon, but, uh, I can uh, give you a short version of what happened to me, which will also lead into why I wrote the book. Sure. I used to work at a warehouse back in 2007. I worked night shift, and we got off work a little bit earlier. Our boss let us leave if we got everything done. So I was leaving, a coworker was in front of me. And I noticed that his taillight swerved off to the edge of the road and went off in the grass and he shot back on the road and kept going. And I'm like, well, what the hell is this guy doing? Because I'm th- like trying to process what happened. Like, why would he drive off the edge of the road? Now, back in then, we didn't have like smartphones or stuff like we do today. So he wasn't scrolling through Facebook or something. And as I get to the area, he's probably like a thousand feet in front of me when I've seen this happen. When I get up towards where he was, where he swerved off, I see a large black shape walking in the middle of the road. But by walking, it is walking very strangely. At first, I thought it was a person wrapped in a black blanket because I was, I can only see legs and a torso. I didn't see arms and I didn't see a head. And it was leaning forward. And every time it took a step, its body was flopping around, almost like those incredible flapping arm air tube men things you see like that's how it was moving very unnatural very not normal looking almost like glitching like it take a step almost like it's twitching and glitching or something i don't know Hmm. and i too had to slam on my brakes and i swerved a little bit and i came to a stop or just a small little crawl i would say because i'm trying to creep past this thing and it walks past my driver's window and i'm pretty sure that it bumps into my mirror and as it walks by, I'm trying to look up at it. I never seen the top of it because it was just tall. And I'm driving a Ford Explorer, which was about five and a half feet. I think it's like 60, 66 inches tall is what it said. Mm-hmm. 66 or 67 inches tall. I looked online to see how tall that was to try and compare this thing. It had to have been over seven feet tall because the way it was leaning forward was almost like a person would be if they're using a walker. Like mm-hmm. it was like hunched forward quite a bit. But it was, I couldn't see the top of it as the walk past. So just guessing. Had to have been over a foot higher. So if it stood straight up, it had to have been over 7 feet tall. Once I got behind the vehicle, I could see like the ground between the leg parts. So obviously whatever it was walking was solid. You couldn't see through it. And it was just solid black. I didn't see hair. I didn't see clothing. I didn't see muscle. Or, it was just like a solid black shape walking and I took off. I drove down the road and my coworker pulled into a gravel driveway. It was like a parking lot for the DOT. So I pulled in next to him and he's like, did you see that? I was like, yeah, he's like, it didn't have a head. I was like, I don't know what it was, but I'm going back to see it. He's like, are you crazy? I was like, well, I guess maybe in this instance, yes, I'm crazy. Like looking back at it now, yeah, sure. I'm crazy. But, I wanted to go back to see what it was because for me, it was completely bizarre and I don't know what would have been walking. I thought it was a person, like a drunk person wrapped in a blanket walking down the road at like 445 in the morning. Why would you do that in the pitch black? To me, it didn't make any sense. So I wanted to go back and see what the hell it was. So he followed me it was only about a quarter mile down the road. We drove back and right in the same area, I wouldn't say the exact same spot, but in the same area there's a large black dog looking thing laying across the road. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm thinking of, well, clearly this must've been what was walking in the road, not really thinking about the size or anything or the, the logic of any of it. But the dog wasn't laying there when we first drove past like two minutes prior. Yeah. And I get out of the vehicle and I start to walk up to this. I park maybe 30 feet from it. The headlights are still shining at it. The thing's laying across the road. Horizontally, So it's back's laying against us. Everything on it is like looking the other direction, like the way we were driving, mm-hmm. which had been the same direction the thing was walking. So I start to walk towards it. He cracks his windows. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, clearly it's a dead dog. He's like, get back in your car, you idiot. I'm like, whatever. I just ignored him. I start to walk towards this thing. And I'm maybe 15 feet from it. And it lifts its head up and it turns it back looking at me. And at this point, its eyes are glowing yellow. But I've always said that was because our headlights were shining and it hit it. So it has animal eye shine. But it growls. And it is a very low, rumbly, vibrant, like vibrating, pulsating growl. You can almost feel it. So I stopped dead in my tracks. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, it's not dead. And as I'm watching... The thing tries to stand up and it does like a little bit of a hobble Mm -hmm. and then it stands up, but I don't mean just on four. It went up on two legs and it looked at me. And again, this is, I think is crazy, ludicrous. It was a dog. I'm not saying it was anything more than just a normal looking dog because it literally had a German shepherd head and it had the normal animal paws. It didn't have like werewolf hands or fingers or any of that crap. And it had really puffy fur like a chow. You know how chows are like fluffy, puffy looking? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, sure, sure.
1: That's how its fur looked. And I'm pretty sure it had a tail, but I'm not 100% sure on the tail. I don't know why the tail matters, but apparently it does, and I'll bring that up here in a little bit. But I'm pretty sure I remember it had a long tail. But it stood up for maybe just two seconds and looked at me then got down in almost like a crouched type position. It looked like it was on all fours, but it wasn't on all fours. And it went off into this ditch line where a fence goes. Now around this whole area is a deer preserve. It's probably like two square miles and they have an eight foot fence that used to wrap around the whole place. Mm -hmm. Now the fence is only in certain spots and there's gates and it's not nearly as big because they've built housing additions and stuff through there. And only certain sections are part of the deer preserve hunting reserve or whatever you want to call it. But, We didn't see where this thing went. It had to have went under the fence, over the fence or through the fence. It just went over to where the fence was and it just vanished. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking, I don't see it anymore. I start to walk back to my vehicle and my friend co-worker had gotten out of his vehicle and he walks up. He's like, what the hell was that? I'm like, dude, I have no idea. I was like, I've (laughs) never seen a dog stand up on two legs like a person before. I was like, this is crazy. And while we're talking, I look down and we're standing, maybe, you know, like you're having a conversation, which I'm not like two feet apart, whatever. Mm -hmm. I happen to look down at my feet. In between where him and I are standing, there's a field mouse and it's cleaning itself. The mouse is like sitting on its butt, but its two front paws are wiping its face. It's all wet looking. And it's just like wiping and cleaning itself. Very strange. Why would a random wild mouse be out in the middle of the road next to two people? And I like point to I was like you see this. He does like a little weird laugh, and I I nudge it with my foot to try and like push it away to see if it'd run off. It just keeps cleaning itself. It doesn't even care that I just touched it with my foot. Yes. Like to me, that's completely unnatural. For a wild animal, especially a mouse. Rabies behavior. Yeah, I I don't know about rabies, but like, I nudge it, it doesn't care, it's completely just insane, like it doesn't make any sense why a mouse wouldn't be afraid of us. So I said, okay, there's too much weird crap going on, I'm going home. And we both turned around, he went his direction, I went my direction, I get home, I go to bed. I wake up the next morning. And I drew a picture of this black dog that I'd saw stand up on two legs. And I get onto like some unexplained mysteries or phenomena or whatever website. And there's like a forum in there. So I scan the picture. I put it in there and ask if anyone ever seen anything like this. And someone commented back, yes, it's a Michigan dog, man. Like what in the hell is a Michigan dog, man? (laughs) And I start looking into it. People are, I started Googling stuff. I don't know if it was Google back then. And whatever we had asked Jeeves. <laughs> I, don't re- I don't remember what was around back there, maybe Yahoo. And, uh, but I basically come up on like these sketches and drawings and stuff of dog, man. And I heard some stories of this Michigan dogman song or whatever. And apparently it was all just a hoax to some radio station made back in the eighties, I guess for whatever. And, But the things about Dogmen, people have been seeing them all over there, like there's stuff in Wisconsin or whatever and all sorts of crap. Well, I I got all this information. I went back to work a couple nights later, and I tried to show it to my coworker who also seen all the same stuff. And one of the other people that worked with us started laughing. Oh, you ran over a werewolf. And like doing the stupidity of what -hmm. most people do, poking fun. So the coworker gets mad at me for bringing it up in front of people takes me aside and basically threatens me and says, if I keep talking about it, I'm going to regret it. He's going to deny it. And he's going to tell people I'm crazy. And he doesn't want people thinking he's crazy. So he doesn't want to talk about it. So I need to knock it off. So I said, fine, whatever. I just didn't talk about it no more because in my mind, I've already wrote it off as basically being normal anyways, in the sense of it was just a mouse, in the road and the dog was playing with it. That's why the mouse was all wet. The dog was chewing on it, teasing it, flopping around with it, trying to play, and a car must have hit this dog.
2: Hmm.
1: And maybe it broke its front leg, so it couldn't use its front leg, so it was walking on its back legs because its front legs were broken. That would explain why when it stood up, its legs went off to the side like a human's because they were broke. Mm -hmm. And that's all fine and dandy. The dog, when it stood up, was about my height, and I'm six foot three. I don't know if too many German Shepherd-looking dogs that can stand up. I have a German Shepherd. And when she stands up, she is nowhere near my height on her back legs. And the way its legs looked, it was not like a normal dog's legs would be standing, though. They were very... I wouldn't say human legs; they look like animal dog legs, but they didn't stand. They didn't have those extra. You know how dogs' legs have like those joints into them, so they have like the back bends to them and stuff. Mm-hmm. This didn't. It almost looked like its bends were in the front, like a person's would be. So I've tried to say, well, maybe it's just a person in a werewolf costume. But again, it doesn't make sense because its eyes were reflecting, and it growled. And I can, if this was a werewolf costume, then they need to go to Hollywood because this is better than the Bigfoot video we just <laughs> talked about earlier. Like this is ridiculously an amazing detailed costume for some idiot to be wearing out in the middle of the night. And it does, that, none of that makes any sense. And then if you go back to the, the original thing that we saw walking in the road with no head and no arms, it was so much bigger than what this dog was. So it couldn't have been what was walking in the road that we had to swerve to miss and then walk past me because that thing had no head and didn't have any arms. And it was so much thicker. Like its legs were tree trunky thick, like really thick, massive legs. The dog had normal proportionate size dog legs. Obviously it was taller, but it was still within proportion. You know what I mean? It wasn't like massively thick or anything. Like they were skinnier legs. But for 15 years, I said it was just a dog playing with a mouse. And that's still what I want to believe because Mm -hmm. that is the most logical explanation. But when you think about the other things about it, the first thing we encountered was on two legs. The dog was up on two legs. This mouse was on two legs. All three things were on two legs. That's very unnatural for a mouse and a dog in general. None of it makes any sense. And like I said, as me being a skeptic, if someone were to tell me this, I'd say they're crazy because it sounds crazy because none of it makes any sense. <laughs> like as being a skeptic, I'm like, no, this is completely made up bullshit. And it's not. I wish it was. Everyone wishes they would get off work early. This is the one time I wish I never got off work early because then I wouldn't even be here talking to you right now. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like someone asked me before, has this ever impacted my life? How do I deal with it? I said, no, no, it hasn't impacted me. Well, clearly I'm wrong because I do a podcast over it. (laughs) And I wrote a book about it. And I was like, you know what? I guess it really has because I never even thought about it in that extent. Like, it it has impacted me because now I, like, look into this type of stuff. I never would have done any of that stuff because, to me, I never believed in any of this crap. And it's like, I don't know. Like I said, I wish just part of me wishes it never happened because then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, I enjoy what I'm doing. So is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this the universe's way of saying, Hey, I'm going to send you something completely off the wall, crazy. Now, here you go. Like, I don't know. It's just someone tried to tell me that we see the things and encounter the things we're supposed to, that puts us on the path we're supposed to be on. Well, if this is my path, then I'm really questioning what the purpose of it is, because it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: <laughs> That's, that's fascinating. I've never had anything remotely close to that. Um I, I'm I'm one of those people that I've I've always been interested in in supernatural stuff like ghosts and things like that. I mean, I grew up, you know, as a kid, my grandparents would watch me over like the weekends and stuff. So my mom could go out and have an actual life. And uh I would always be watching like ghost adventures, ghost hunters, whatever the, the shows are. Yeah. And I was I was always in the boat, like I wish I wish I could be in a situation where I could like hunt for ghosts or whatever. So, like, I guess that's the opposite of, like, sort of the opposite of, like, how you feel to an extent of, like, you're not sure if you wanted it to have happened or not. I'm still kind of in the boat of, like, I want something to happen. I'd like to, to me, it's just about, like, having experiences in general.
1: It almost validates things for you.
0: Sure. Yeah. Like I said, it's one of those things where I imagine a lot of people maybe feel that way where it's, like they want to believe but until they have an actual experience for themselves they're stuck being like an actual skeptic
1: and again when it comes to ghosts and stuff i'm very skeptical i've actually went out this is after my experience but i went out on like a local ghost hunt with people mm-hmm. and everything to them was paranormal I was like this is ridiculous this is not paranormal <laughs> oh your flashlight turned on by itself well you loosen the thing up so all that have to do is just touch it well obviously like it could just turn itself on if it's just like a gust of wind yeah. and your, your meter's jumping we're also in a building from like the 1800s the wiring's crap <laughs> you're getting all these random magnetic fields popping up here and there
0: yeah, it never seems to happen in like very new modern environments where everything is well up kept and
1: <laughs> no it's, it's, but again every little noise every little, involved Every little creek and every little thing, everything's paranormal. So it completely soured me on wanting to go out on any sort of like Mm. looking into things with people because people ruin it for me. Like, I'm not saying there isn't paranormal stuff out there, but not everything is paranormal. Like, you have to Mm. rule out the common sense stuff before you start saying it's paranormal. Once you've written off every logical explanation and then you don't have anything left, then you'd be like, all right, well, clearly it's unexplainable. So this must be paranormal.
0: Yeah, I feel like, like you were saying too, like there's so many instances where people want it to be paranormal. So like I said, you go to like an old rickety house and it's like, oh, it's that creaking noise. It's like, it's the house like trying to maintain its shape and not fall apart. (laughs) Yeah. If you've ever lived in an older house, like it creak, they creak all the time. Like I used to, my, uh, the, the one house I used to live in was built in like 1950s ish, something like that and like there's just all these old rickety wooden stairs and i'd be like laying in bed and just hear them creaking even or like windy if it's like even slightly windy the whole house is just making a ton of noise you know just stuff like that where it's just every little thing suddenly is a an experience it's a paranormal you know a bit of paranormal activity
1: the only two things that i can come to i guess there would be 3 i already mentioned kind of the sleep paralysis and possible hat man thing. But again, that's, I'm not going to say that's paranormal. I was, I was probably just dreaming, but what I do know for a fact, the two instances, the one is actually pretty recent, but the first one, it was probably 20 something years ago now. And you know, when you're a kid and you're a teenager and you go, go out and do dumb crap, we basically, we're going out to like these cemeteries, and there's a cemetery. Oh, it's haunted. Mm-hmm. Logically thinking to myself now, if I was a ghost, why would I want to be in a cemetery? Like, why would I haunt a cemetery? That doesn't make any cra- like it doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't understand paranormal stuff either, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's a cemetery on the outskirts of this town, and everyone had said, "Oh, it's haunted." Whatever. So, me and a bunch of my buddies went out one night. And we started off, it's still somewhat dusk outside, so you can still see. And we started going off through the woods. We went past through the cemetery because there were supposedly hidden graves out in the woods, and that's where the actual creepy stuff was supposed to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we got to the edge of where the wood line starts, and there's some graves back there. And my buddy found a silver dollar or a 50 cent piece. It was a silver coin. I don't know if it was a half dollar or a silver dollar or whatever it was. I just know mm-hmm. it was a big bigger silver coin well his dumb ass picks it up and he's gonna keep it i'm like you can't keep that someone had to put that there for a reason it's on someone's headstone hmm. like don't don't do that well he picks it up puts it in his pocket and we go through the woods and as we start to go into the woods we start hearing these random noises and again paranoia you're being kids out there trying to have experience looking for ghosts so i obviously as i'm older looking at it like maybe we manifest these things with our own minds because we want it to happen kind of like what you just said yeah but we started hearing these weird noises and everything we almost sound like chanting hmm. and i was like all right it's getting dark let's go back to the vehicle so we go back to the car he still has this coin and the noises are getting louder we swear we're seeing shadow figures like moving throughout behind each tombstone mm. and like through the woods and we've seen these like dogs barking we could hear the dogs barking in the distance but the neighbors that live close had two big dogs i'm assuming that's what actually was barking but yeah. <laughs> explaining that to paranoid <laughs> kids is not going to happen and um I'm begging him, we're all begging him, go take it back, go take it back, go put it back. He wouldn't go back there in the dark, so he just says, Screw it. I took it from him. I said, You need to go take this back. I'll go with you. He just grabbed it and he just chucks it. I was like, Are you serious? <laughs> like, he just chucked it out into the grass. I'm like, Oh, idiot. And we ended up leaving. Well, I was still mad at him. So the next day when it got daylight, I was like, we're going back out there. We're going to find this coin. You're going to put it back. So we drove back to the place and I park kind of in the same spot where I'd parked before. And we get out right at the edge of where the car's parked on this grassy line where the grass starts. Take a wild guess what was sitting there.
0: I can only imagine it's the coin. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah the coin was in that same spot where we were, where we seen him all throw it. But what are the chances of there's another coin that looks very, very much the same as the one we saw him physically throw into the darkness in the same spot where he threw it from. So did he magically just pretend he threw it and he just dropped it on the ground? I mean, maybe, but that would be the logical explanation. But I picked the coin up. I went and put it back on the, headstone Stone is like, all right, we're done. Clearly, not coming back to this place. Now, is that paranormal? I don't know. But a week after that happened, him and I were the only ones that touched that coin. A week after it happened, we are with another buddy, and it's like we were cursed. And I say that jokingly, but like when him and I were together for like the next like couple weeks, anytime we were together, bad stuff happened. We were with our buddy. He ends up, we're like, hey, stop sign because he wasn't paying attention. So he slammed on his brakes. He locked his brakes up. We slid through a fence and slammed his truck into a tree and snapped the tree and rolled Jeez. the truck on it. <laughs> so I'm like, him and I were the only two that got hurt. The driver who wasn't with us when we did the coin stuff we thought was dead. He did not have a scratch on him. He was a driver and that's where the tree impact is on his side. He come out fine. Me and the other guy were hurt. <laughs> and the same day like this had happened our buddy has been having a party at his old house and someone tipped off the police that there's going to be a party. So they came and we were not supposed to be there because the owners weren't there because they owned the house, but they were not living there, but he still, this was his parents' house. So he had a keg in the fridge So they're going to arrest us all for underage drinking, but the keg had never been tapped. So we call our parents and they come save us before we all went to jail because of the whole situation. And then, a week later he got fired from his job i think and like there's just like i said they're just like bad things happened for like a like couple of weeks after this coin thing i was like oh we're cursed because he touched a stupid coin and looking back now i, was like, I don't believe in curses or anything like that but explain that to an 18 year old kid <laughs> yeah and it's like uh, they're just dumb stuff like that but i can't say that's paranormal i mean Mm-hmm. who knows it it's very strange but is it paranormal i have no idea you mentioned, the one
0: like, thing here in the oh sorry go ahead and finish
1: oh you can go ahead and say it
0: no no i'll, I'll let you finish your story because i was going to well, slightly.
1: well the, the next thing i was gonna say that is that i do 100 percent think is paranormal is when we moved into this house and we just bought this house in 2020 so it's been three years ago now The first week that we were in here, I was in here painting by myself, but I had my dogs in here. And this is not that old of a house. It's from the, I think it was made in 1978, 79. Mm -hmm. So it was barely 40 years old when we bought it. And I'm painting in the kitchen and just, I'm down here in the basement right now. There's certain boards that you step on and you can hear a creak.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And... I heard this creaking noise in the living room and the dog's growling towards the living room. So I go around the corner and I was like, what are you growling? There's nothing there. He's staring, but he's growling, but there's nothing there. So mm-hmm. it, my, the hair on the back of my neck kind of stands up. I'm like, that's creepy. Cause it was the first time I'd ever really been alone in this place. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's strange. Cause I heard the noise. I heard him growling after the noise had happened. So to me, it almost, you hear it when someone walks through there and there was no one there. So that was my first like weird instance. And then maybe a week goes by, it might've been two weeks at this point. I don't know. It was just recently after we moved in, my daughter who at the time was only, she wasn't even two yet. She's in the room next to where my wife and I are and the rooms have these old blinds, which they're still up they roll up like you pull them down and then you can pull on them again. They roll back up by themselves. That's the type of blinds that they are. And we'd had it pulled down. We're laying in bed kind of talking and the blind shoots up by itself, scares the crap out of us. And I'm not saying that's paranormal related because they're old blinds. Mm -hmm. It's only done at one other time that I can think of. And, But this was the first time it ever happened. So we laugh because it scares us, but we laugh about it. (laughs) And we have a baby monitor. It has a camera and it has obviously the microphone so we can hear our daughter in the other room. If she wakes up in the night or crying or whatever. Not even five to ten minutes after that blind rolls up by itself, we hear a man's voice in the baby monitor saying, Mine. And it's almost robotic sounding, but it's very low and deep sounding. It's definitely male sounding, but it's got that rumbly mind. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. So we went and got our daughter and brought her into the bedroom with us because she's not yours, whoever you are, demon man or something like that was just creepy. And so she slept with us that night. And I think a couple days go by. My wife, I don't know if she was just changing her clothes or whatever it was, but she noticed on our daughter's back, she had three very big scratches going down her back, and they're very wide. Hmm. Now, we compared everyone's hands because, to see, there's no way she could have scratched herself because they were too wide of scratches. Hmm. The kid's hands were too small for how wide these were. The only hand that was close to it would have been mine because I have Hmm. big hands. I'm a big guy. And I know I didn't scratch her across the back. But there was three big scratches across her back. Now, the importance of the three is, if you go into the paranormal, into the demon-type mentality, three is the representation of them mocking the Holy Trinity. So you have God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit or whatever. That's the three Holy Trinities. And I said, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with this crap. So I went through the whole house Cussed out whatever was in here, threatening it, banished it, told it it doesn't need to be here, called it everything I could think of, told it to come after me, stop going after a baby that can't defend itself, said it's not welcome, get out. We've never had another issue since then. Hmm. So was that paranormal? Again, I don't know. I mean, I'm a skeptic. Like I said, I don't even know if I believe in that type of stuff, but there's certain things that add up to it. I was just kind of like, I mean, I don't know if it is or isn't. So, yeah.
0: Cause like in my mind, like I hear stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well I know baby monitors potentially can pick up like other radio signals and things like that. Yeah. So it's like, all right, it could be something like that. Just kind of briefly cut in or whatever. But I don't know. It's, it's not my experience, so I can't judge it. No. But, and again, I've
1: said the same thing. Like you could pick up anyone else on a walkie talkie from somewhere. You could have picked up a trucker, but yeah, it's the timing of everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you believe in coincidence is fine, but if you don't believe in there's such thing as coincidence, then it's like, Oh, obviously then this has to be paranormal or something just because it wasn't even five to 10 minutes after that blind rolled up by itself. That's only mm-hmm. maybe done at one other time in the three years we've been here. We hear a man's voice say mine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, Two or three days later, she has three scratches on her back. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't take the chances, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It kind of going back to what you said in the, the first story as well was like hearing voices when you're out in the cemetery and everything like that. Like I know if, like from personal experience, even like as a, like a kid and like teenager, we would do, uh, we play manhunt. Uh, and uh, I just forget. I think that's what it was. We played, a, we would just be out in the dark. My friend lived out in the middle of this field. His driveway was like 500, 600 yards along this winding driveway through this like giant cornfields. And I remember the, we would go out there like when the fields weren't, like after the fields were cut and we'd just be running around. They had like like a big barn, like a couple like smaller sheds and things like that. And we'd go out there and like, we'd be, you know, hiding from whoever was, you know, the person that was seeking the other people. And you would do the thing where you'd like hyper focus on like every little noise. One, because you're trying to make sure you don't get caught. But then two, because it's dark and it's like, all right, it's creepy route. we're like teenagers out in the night in the dark. And you just hyper focus on every little sound and thing that you see, like every little shadow. And I feel like that's like a case of, you know, Oh, is that a ghost? Is that something like that? It's like, it's just, you know, bat flying overhead or something or birds it's like, you know, crickets or something jumping through like the, you know, the old corn husks or whatever. So like yeah. things like that. I, I just, I know from personal experience, it's like you just get scared of the dark and you hyper focus on things sometimes, but like you said other times it's, just can't explain it. And so it's like, all right, well now that I can't explain it, it's, you know, what do I do? The closest yeah. thing we've had to a quote unquote, like paranormal style experience was a few months ago. So, so four or five months ago, maybe, maybe not even we, uh, we're getting ready for bed and, uh, you know, we turn all the lights off and we're laying in bed and all of a sudden the, uh, living room light just turns on and we're like, that's kind of creepy. So I, I get up, I go out and turn it off, go back to bed. I'm like, I oh, was, that was really weird. I don't know why that came on. And then the light just like turns back on again. It's like, that's, uh, it's really creepy. Yeah. So I go out. It, it did it like three times until I just unplugged it. I'm like, I just, I just unplugged it. I'm like, I can't be bothered to like figure out what's wrong with this right now. I'm like, I'm just trying to go to bed. So I unplugged it and uh, we I, go to bed.
1: I would unplugged it and throw the damn thing out the window. It
0: would have been funnier if it had turned back on after I unplugged it. Um, yeah, I would have just moved. <laughs> but yeah, I unplugged it the next day. I get up and I think when I got back home from work, I was looking into it. And it would just keep turning itself on. And uh, it was just something wrong was wrong with the bulb where it just kept turning itself on. We have uh, like the uh, smart bulbs. And is it, I guess the, the bulb was just like dying or something. That's a sway button, you know? I guess. Yeah. And I looked in and I was like, apparently that's like a common thing where like as they're close, the batteries or whatever, I don't know how they function. <laughs> but I guess as they're like nearing the end of their life cycle, they just start like. They they like come on sometimes like it just doesn't work properly, and uh, mm. so I replaced the bulb. Haven't had a problem since. But you know at the time it's creepy because you're like you're just laying in. I mean, it's pitch black in our room. We have blackout curtains and everything, so it is black. There's no light anywhere, and then just having a light turn on, and uh, if you've never experienced it, like smart bulbs, usually in my experience, the ones we had aren't just like an instantaneous like on it's like, you know, it's, it's not a full second even, but it's like a, a gradual onward. So it's not just a flash. It's just, it lights up from zero to hundred percent and it's just, it adds to the creepiness of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: We've had one smart bulb and we don't even use it anymore. Hmm. And, uh, I haven't had any issues as far as like wiring or any type of weird electrical stuff that I'm aware of. Yeah but if I experience something like with random things coming on or something by itself, I just know how I am. I just get, completely take the yeah. thing out. I just to be, throw to it be out. Fair, the bulb scratch. was
0: probably almost 10 years old. So I was not surprised that it was like not functioning properly. Yeah. But no, yeah, we, uh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Honestly, when it comes to weird things, I'm not the type of person that just leaves weird things are going on. I, <laughs> I hear noises in the middle of the night, I'm reluctant to go and investigate because I don't want to find what's making that weird noise. And half the time I figure out it's like one of the animals or something or a kid. I'm
0: I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Let's go check this out. And the dog, the dog will just be laying on the bed instead of like, yeah, no, I'm not getting, I'm not getting involved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm like, oh, is this, we got a ghost. We got a home intruder. What's what's going on? I don't know. We
1: (laughs) we still live. In the same house, obviously, that we, I said that mm-hmm. we just bought back in 2020. It's only a few miles away from where I had that weird encounter back in 2007 with a thing yeah. in the road.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've never had an encounter again with anything strange like that. Never had anything beforehand. Never had anything afterwards. Yeah. But my backyard, we have a couple acres of land and we have some goats and chickens and stuff out back. It is so dark out there. <laughs> I've tried to have them put in like a security light mm-hmm. and the electric company won't come out there. Cause there's no actual like roadway they won't drive through the grass to do it. I was like, well, how else am I supposed to get power? You had to run there's power back into the pole barn, but there's no <laughs> lighting in the pole barn. So you had to run the electricity back there. I was like, why can't you just put a light out on the end of it? Like, well, they won't do that. So I'm going to have mm-hmm. to have someone come and wire me up a security light or something for back there. But it's just so dark. So when I have to go out there at nighttime. I always take my phone light. And I've said this on another podcast before about when I go out there, I'm always kind of creeped out about dark. I always make sure I got my phone with me. Someone's like, "Oh boy, talk about having a flashlight." He needs a gun. This is my thing. If these dogmen type things are real, like from yeah. like the mythology or whatever that I've dug into, a little gun ain't gonna do anything besides piss <laughs> it off. <laughs> But that's where um, the book Shadows of Cedarville that I wrote is based off of is this the whole dogman phenomenon, which Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of dogmen. If not, I can feed a little bit into the mythology that I've dug up on them.
0: I I am somewhat familiar. I'll let you dig into it because I'll just assume that we have listeners that aren't familiar.
1: Basically, these cryptids are called dogmen, and I also think throughout history they've been called other things such as werewolves or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to ancient Egypt, one of their gods of the underworld, I'm pretty sure he was, was Anubis. And if you're familiar with that, what was he? Well, he was a jackal or what was supposed to be a jackal headed human. A jackal looks like a dog or a wolf or whatever, typically a canine head. So he had a head of a canine, but like on a human body. And then, there was other, throughout history, other like, civilizations had their own wolf-dog type lore. I'm pretty sure like uh, part of the berserkers of the Vikings or whatever were supposedly like they'd take the shape of wolves or something like that. I could be 100% wrong, but that's just something I read. And the ancient Celtics had stuff too. Obviously, they had werewolves in the European countries or whatever, in France in the 1700s, in the Middle Ages or whatever they had the werewolf trials where they were burning people. Like when we were doing that to the witches here, they were doing that to people over there for being werewolves Mm -hmm. and native Americans. They have their own versions of things. And I'm not going to say a skinwalker is the same thing. A lot of people get hung up on that, but I don't necessarily think that's the same thing, but it does tie into some of the same sightings throughout like the native American tribes or whatever they say, they see these upright walking animal, people or whatever. And then you start hearing these encounters with people again. And the, the stereotype is it it is a seven foot tall walking, what you would think of a Hollywood looking werewolf. And again, what I saw did not look anything like that. And that's why I've always said, I don't necessarily think what I saw was paranormal or strange or a dog man it could be couldn't be because part of me doesn't believe in the crap it just doesn't make any sense like logically it doesn't add up but when you start to look into the things there is so much to these encounters that people have people say that these things talk to them but they don't talk to them with their mouths they talk to them through their mind and the same things have been said about bigfoot too do you know um Les Stroud Survivor Man TV show. I do, yeah, yeah. Do you know he's a bigfoot person? I did he, not know that. He has a his own a uh, bigfoot series on, that was on TV of, of him camping out
0: looking for bigfoot. To be fair, I've not seen Survivor Man in okay like 10, 15 years, or I don't even remember last time I saw it.
1: But yeah, he uh he has been on another podcast before, and he talked about he was out there and he had an encounter. He's had a couple encounters while he's camped out in these places.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of them actually was talking to him telepathically, which he's not the first person I've said this to. And he talked about it freely that he doesn't care if people think he's crazy. He said, this thing was talking to him telepathically. Well, people say this about dog men too. And a lot of the things that these things supposedly say to people got me looking back into the grim fairy tales.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, One instance that I was listening to, someone said the thing came up to their window, was tapping on the window, and it was saying, let me in. So the person ran off and tried to hide from it. They could still hear it. It was saying, let me in, open the door, come on out, let me in. Like, that to me sounds very demonic to an extent. You know what I mean? Like, Mm, you, you have to invite it in. Almost like vampires. Like, if this is a seven-foot-tall raging werewolf-looking beast at your window, why do you have to invite it to come inside for tea? Like, come on in, mm-hmm. buddy. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't it just burst through the damn window and eat you if that's what it wanted to do? And I don't know if you're familiar with, like, the Grimm fairy tales or much, but, like, obviously mm-hmm. there was a Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. What happened to a Little Red Riding Hood? Well... Big bad wolf went to grandma's house, ate grandma, dressed up as grandma. So was impersonating a person Mm -hmm. and then ate little red riding hood until the hunter came and killed the wolf and cut them out of the belly and they were still alive. I mean, weird fairy tale story, but that's part of it. And, uh, he had the three little pigs, big bad wolf. What was he saying to the little pigs? Little pig, little pig, let me in. Now, these things were wrote how many years ago? Hmm. And now people are today saying these things come up to them and to their doors and their windows and say, let me in. I was like, that's goes back to the old uh, three little pigs thing almost. Like, little pig, little pig, let me in. So I don't know if people are subconsciously making this up because they remember that nursery rhyme. Or maybe the nursery rhyme were written based off of actual Things that people were saying from yeah. years ago. So I don't know. Like I said, that's just things that the whole nursery rhyme thing and the let me in, that's all stuff that I've kind of thrown together in my own opinion wise. But all that stuff I've written into this book. And the first chapter is basically my own personal encounter. The book is not like an autobiography to an extent, but it kind of is to as. It's about a guy that has an experience, which ends up having to be my experience. He starts a podcast. He starts interviewing all these people, (laughs) kind of builds the story. And then after like chapter three and four, it just takes a turn and goes into more of a horror novel. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of goes into that from there. But the first couple chapters are based off my own actual encounter and the stuff that I do to kind of build the story up. I'm not a writer. This is the (laughs) first time I've ever tried to write a book. And I only wrote the book because I shared my experience on Reddit and someone started critiquing how I wrote my experience. I said I should have did this, I should've did that. If I'm trying to I was like, Well, first of all, I'm just saying what happened and you're here like grading me on how I wrote it. I was like, This is not it's like I'm not a friggin' writer. And then it clicked in my head, I was like, you know what? Screw this guy. Now I'm gonna turn her into a book. <laughs> so that's because so one person on the Reddit pissed me off. This is why I wrote a book. But I've said this on other podcasts, and I'll be honest like, because I'm not a writer, I don't even read books that often. So I don't know how to format stuff correctly. So I used Microsoft Word, which is set up to like novel stuff. And then I used uh, Grammarly to make sure I was doing everything correctly. And then I used like Chat GPT or one of the Bard from Google or one of the chat bots to format it for me correctly. Mm-hmm. Well, every time it made a suggestion, I just said, okay. And then after I got the book back, one of the first couple sentences, I noticed there's something spelled incorrectly. I was like, it went through three different things. How did it not know exploring is expelled with an R? It had "exploding." I was like, how did it make it through all this stuff? And that was misspelled. So I don't know how many other things that could be possibly misspelled in it. I've only noticed a few here and there, and I've fixed most of them. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that it added words that I didn't use. So it comes off making me sound very intelligent. <laughs> and then I'm like... I remember I said something about they were afraid and it says they're full of fear and trepidation. I was like, <laughs> I didn't use that word trepidation, but okay. Sounds cool. But I think it says it like 15 times, like never in my life have I ever said trepidation, but yeah. in my book it says it like 15 times because like I used every suggestion that It told me to do.
0: AI is hilarious in that we use AI to like spitball ideas essentially for like marketing like materials. And It'll it, you'll pick up on like certain things like for retail stuff, it'll be like, oh, exquisitely crafted. It says exquisitely crafted all the time for <laughs> like physical products and things like that. It's like, OK, um, meticulous details, another one, like another phrase that it uses a lot. So yeah. it, like you're saying, like the trepidation, like it, it is funny how like AI just falls back on the same like words and phrases a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. So the book. I wrote the book, I spent, this is funny, I spent four days writing, it's only like 150 pages. Mm-hmm. I started on a Friday, I finished it on Monday night, and I pretty much worked all weekend on it. And if you look at the size of the book and the size of the print, so I don't know if you actually put it down, maybe it on a small book it wouldn't even be that many pages. But for the size of it, it ends up being like 154 pages, I think, so total. And... I'm going to say about 90% of it is all written by me. I think the other 10% is whatever the Grammarly or Word or whatever the chat bot decided to change things into to make it sound more intelligent. And I guess I should have paid more attention into what it was saying, but I didn't realize it was changing everything. I thought it was just putting things into structure, and it sounded like I would go back and read it as everything I was said was the same. So I was like, oh, okay. And then after I got the book and I actually read it, I was like, this doesn't make any sense because I put it in like, I have a thing that makes it talk to me. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like a robot, but it'll read text. Yeah. So I had like a three hour video or three hour audio file of it. So I was driving around listening to it and I was noticing where things were being said incorrectly or inconsistently, like it flip flop words backwards or whatever. And that was just mm-hmm. because I wrote I it like an idiot. <laughs> so I was like making notes when I'd hear things so I could go back and edit it. And then I started hearing like the trepidation stuff and determination and all sorts of these mm-hmm. words, I, I was like, man, I didn't say them that much. Like, I know I said determination like once or twice, but I'm pretty sure it had it in there like 15 times. (laughs) (laughs) So it made me wonder, like, how much it actually changed. But for the most part, it is all mine. But, no. (laughs) I I learned my lesson when it comes to expecting it to format it without actually changing things around, I guess. But... (laughs) If I ever write a book again, I guess I'll know. It is what it is. It's not like I'm a bestseller. I think I've sold like 150 copies total. But I guess it is more than what I ever would have expected
0: to. I mean, it's 150 or so copies more than people who don't publish their books. So,
1: No. (laughs) This is the second book I've published. The first one I released back in January is just called Ten Foil Tales, like the podcast. But all I did was took the transcripts from a few episodes that i done last year and I put them in book yeah. format. So it's not like I actually wrote it. I just turned the audio versions of the text files and mm-hmm. published it that way. Cause so I thought, you know, what? it'd be cool to have a book. Yeah. So I think that one sold 14 copies. So I was like, why would anyone want to buy it when they can just listen to it Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> That was mainly mm-hmm. just done so I could have a book that's like, Oh, I wrote a book.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I'm, I can't, I can't judge anybody. I mean, I've had a number of authors on the the show here and every time they come on, I talk about like how I, you know, I thoroughly enjoy writing. I have a bunch of stuff I work on. I haven't published anything. It's all sitting on the desk here in front of me. No, barely, barely worked on in the last few months. Cause I've been busy with other stuff. So the I always give week. props to people who are able to, you know, make the steps and, and actually get it done.
1: The next few interviews I have are with authors, and one of them actually had experiences. Two of them really didn't have their own experiences to talk about, but they wrote books similar. So I was like, well, it doesn't really fit the narrative, but it'll... Mm I was like, the books are somewhat in the same realm. And I don't know why I just got an influx of people hitting me up to come on the podcast And now recently, I just got hit up from someone that's been on the show, Ancient Aliens, but he's also an author who wrote the Alaskan Triangle, Hmm. which I've seen that TV show on TV, which apparently is based off from what he's wrote his book about. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I don't know why random people from the History Channel and Discovery Channels or whatever (laughs) are sending me, their assistants are sending me emails to come on my show, but I was like, that's cool.
0: Why not? It is interesting. Like the people that reach out to you, like I've had that happen before with people, where it's like, "Hey, this person would be interested in me on your show." I'm like, "Really? Why?" No. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> have they, have I've, they listened I've, to the show? <laughs> I was just on just an see. interview two nights ago, and do you know who Stone Cold Steve Austin,
0: the wrestler, is? Yeah, I do. My uh, my girlfriend and her dad and her brother used to watch WWE all the time, and that was their favorite guy.
1: Well, he was mine too growing up as a kid because I grew up in that whole attitude area. The late nineties was like my, uh, 13, 14, 15 year old era. (laughs) So Stone Cold was always my favorite. Well, the guy messaged me, not Stone Cold, sadly, but his (laughs) podcast is called the skull sessions and he's from Texas. I think, well, my brain clicks. I was like, well, that's Steve Austin. He has a skull session. Well, he has broken skull sessions. (laughs) (laughs) So, this guy is not the same guy, but when I first got the email and I seen it, and I was like, oh crap, Steve Austin's going to talk to me, I got looking, I was like, oh, it's not Steve.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I still had fun going on the podcast or whatever, but like that first few like seconds, I was like, why is Stone Cold <laughs> sending me an email on me to come on his show? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not Stone Cold. Well, oh, okay. A <laughs> little, little disappointed in my hero from the childhood doesn't want to have me on a show and give me a beer or something.
0: <laughs> it, it can happen. You just gotta ask. It's the, best, uh, it's the best advice I ever get and I give to people is you're not going to get the interview if you don't ask for it. So might as well go for it. That's what I always no. tell people. But I'm
1: just to the point now where after doing a few interviews for the book and everything else, like I'm not probably ever going to end up writing another book someone's like mm-hmm. are you gonna write a sequel i was like i mean i don't know if i can <laughs> like i probably could but like without spoiling the book or anything about it like i don't know really it's i don't want to ruin it for people but like it I, I left it a little bit open for interpretation mm-hmm. so I, it could be a sequel it could not be a sequel it could be go off in completely a different direction like I wish I would have not published it so quickly because I wish I would have sat on it for a while. But I'm a hyper fixator and I have to hurry up and get something done and fixed and like written or yeah. done or whatever and get it out there. <laughs> I had so many more cool ideas after the fact. I was like, man, I could have totally went this way with it. I could have totally did this differently, but
0: or I'd have gotten a, oh, sorry,
1: uh, or I'd have gotten lazy and just never finished and it'd have just sat there. Kind of like you said, you have all these things sitting around. That would have been me too. I'd like it, yeah. I'll just that. Urge to get it done would have went away and I would just never finished. And I would just sit there and I'd never done anything with it again.
0: I think there is a good middle ground just in, not necessarily just with writing, but just instead in general, because like with, with writing, it's like on my end where I hyper fixate on so many little details that I never get the ball moving as fast as I should. And then, you know, there's other people who are like, Oh, let's just get this done get it out. And it's done. Wipe their hands clean of it. You know, it, if you sit, if you do what I do and you focus on so many details, you're just always going to get caught up on, oh, what if I do this? Oh, what I can change this, so I can make it better. It's like, you're just never happy with the result or like with the product. And like at a certain point, you have to like manage yourself to be like, all right, you know what? Am I really adding anything here? Let's just, we have to get something done at some point. Mm-hmm. So nice unfortunately i i recognize that mindset part partially i like i said i hyper fixate on stuff and it takes me forever to do it the other thing is i just don't have time to sit down and focus on things because i'm not actively recording the podcast or like working i'm working on other things that i need to get done as opposed to like my hobbies so it is what it is i'll get around to it tomorrow yeah. as they say i'll do it tomorrow yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i've got four kids i'm married and I have a full-time job and the kids were always doing sports and everything but it was like the one weekend that we didn't really have a whole lot going on i was like you know what i'm gonna hammer this out <laughs> i got home my wife was napping i was like i just sit there i started writing i started writing in the notes on my iphone i just kept writing I'd, I'd email those sections to myself and i'd take the emails mm-hmm. I put it over in word and then i just go from there like i wrote everything on my phone and then i just kept emailing it all to myself
0: that's sort of what i do like i just use the notes function on my phone and i just keep filling out like all the little details and then Mm -hmm. like as they come to me and then later on i'll be like all right let me go back and see how i can work these together that's what i
1: did and then when i sent things together the first draft i put it all together and i realized i put things out of order so it didn't make any sense (laughs) so i had to go back and Try and fix that. And then I tried to look at it and then I sent it off to spell check it. And then I said, All right, I want to use this trial of Grammarly, see how it works. I don't know anything about it, but I downloaded like a trial for it, used it. And then I was like, Well, I have a Bard on here, which I actually interviewed Bard on an episode of my podcast. That's why I was familiar with it. And so I used it to try and help me format things and I realized it was not very intelligent to do that. But <laughs> so, but again, I think I got to give credit to one of the, cause I use Bard and I use Jad GPT. So mm-hmm. one of the two I need to give, I guess, writer's credit to for adding all those determinations and intrepidations and other stupidity into <laughs> it that I wasn't aware that it was going to do.
2: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> that's. Artificial intelligence. Uh, I assumed it would be smarter than what it actually is, and that's part of my uh, neglect for the AI overlords. I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you think that uh, they're going to take over and everyone? That's what I always thought was funny about the AI. Everyone thought they're going to come over and take the jobs from people. Oh, they're going to take all the machine jobs. They're going to replace everyone in the factories this and that. No, they're replacing writers, the artists, <laughs> all this. Stuff. Yeah. They're making it's, music and all this other stuff. Like they're taking AI, the jobs AI away is from replacing
0: people. creatives. No, yeah. actual. Not I don't want to say actual jobs, but like like physical laborers and people that have to be like in person things like that.
1: There is going to be and I, I'll come out and say this, there will be a podcast, but there's already not, that is 100% AI. I, I can guarantee you it'll uh, we've, happen.
0: We've considered doing stuff like that where we were going to see about like doing uh, like a, a whole episode where it was all AI using our voices. All mm-hmm. the topics, like the dialogue, all AI, and uh, just see if people noticed it and then just see how many episodes, if they didn't notice it, how many episodes in a row we could get away with doing that until people caught on.
1: (laughs) There is definitely, I'm sure there's something out there because I looked into it the other day. Mm -hmm. There is things to where you can say, you record yourself talking and I'll make you say certain words. So it'll, it'll have all of your audio Mm -hmm. and then you can write out everything and then it will turn the text into audio from your own voice. It sounds like you
0: stuff like that. Yeah.
1: So if someone were to make it to where, they can have their own voice into it. And then they tell one of these things to write a podcast episode. Mm -hmm. They would write an episode and then the audio would come from your AI voice. Yeah. The podcast would end up being just all AI. And then I could see like an entire podcast being wrote by an AI. That's exactly
0: what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I've, I've literally done like tests of this because I was trying to make YouTube content at one point. I was just kind of, I was using it more for like testing purposes to see what I could use it for, for like my professional work. And we, uh, what I did was I sat there. I took past episodes of the podcast audio where it was just my audio, like, cause with my local recordings and everything. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't taking in anyone else's voice. It was just mine. And I think I put in like 15 to 20 hours of my audio into it. And then I went into chat GPT, had it right. I just gave it some topics and I was like, just write out a podcast uh, like that just talks about these topics. And it was like, uh, it took me a couple of attempts cause it didn't want to give too long of a description, mm-hmm. but eventually I got like 10 minutes worth of like, like a, you know, speech took that, put it into the other uh, platform. And then it just, I heard my voice talking all these words that I didn't say. <laughs>
1: And yeah, it's, would, uh, it's
0: it's kind of creepy. <laughs>
1: it's weird. I think, again, it's the people that create content and the people that do, like, creative stuff. They're the ones being replaced. It's not going to be the laborers mm-hmm. or the AI overlords are still going to need us to do things for them. It'll yeah. be uh, the the artsy people, the crafty people. They're the ones that are being replaced to, from yes. the difference of what everyone else.
0: The, the uh, like, actor's strikes, the writer strikes as well. Mm Because they were, you know, businesses like Disney were talking about like, yeah, we're just going to pay you once, do a 3D scan of you, uh, record you talking, and then we own the rights to that forever. We can just digitally add you to anything ever, you know, voice, your image. I mean, you see that they did that. There was some controversy, a very small amount around, uh, what was it, the Flash movie, I guess, which I didn't see, but... I read the yeah. conference where they brought back like Christopher Reeves. They just added him into that. They added in, uh, Nicolas Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah. yeah Nicholas Cage
1: yeah. <laughs> had nothing to do with it. And then he was brought yeah. into the movie without his
0: permission. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, they, they made, I think they've come to a deal now at this point, by the time this episode is out, I'm almost positive it'll be done, but they can't just use people's image, uh, without their permission at all now. So it's good. Yeah. But it's creepy that they're able to, you know, how that works, how it's how easy it is to do to a certain extent.
1: There's a lot of deep fake stuff out there, too, that come off Mm -hmm. very creepily real.
0: (laughs) Yeah, especially if it's just a voice. It's I mean, it's easy. Like if you've seen like AI generated videos and like videos in particular are a little bit more wonky, but like photos photos that are a little bit better but like hands in particular ai is not great at hands sometimes um they there was one video i saw a while back where it was an ai generated ad for like bud light or something or just beer maybe and it starts out with like a barbecue but then it gets out of hand quickly because the ai is trying to generate people like drinking and Mm -hmm. like throwing a football around or whatever but it doesn't it can't generate it properly so it's like People are like the whole place is suddenly on fire and it looks like a hellscape and it just, it's terrifying because like beer bottles are, like wedged into people's arms and stuff. I it's saw cre- something. It's, it's scary that it's that close already.
1: <laughs> I'd saw something recently and people were commenting on it because they thought it was real, but I was like, look at the background of the people's faces and look at the fingers. You can tell when it's not yeah. real because most people don't have six fingers. <laughs> and that, that typically is like what I've noticed about AI is the fingers are always, there's either not, the hands are always screwed up. There's usually like an extra digit or two. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why AI is so smart, but it doesn't understand five. Five fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like of all the things like five fingers should be something simple for it to figure out. It can make everything else look super detailed and everything else. But then you look at the hands and they're always screwed up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And it's, it's hard to do because it innately people are able to tell like what's wrong with somebody's face. Like it that's a, that's a thing they do with uh, like films. Like if you have, if you have uh, like de-aging on people, it mm-hmm. looks weird most of the time, especially in close ups, because you, it's, you can tell when something's off, when it doesn't look perfectly realistic on a human face.
1: Do you think, and this is me being Mr. Tinfoil hat over here, Mm -hmm. do you think the reason that the AI that we have available to us makes things look detectable to be fake is because they want everyone to think that, so the real AI out there that can make everything seem realistic, that hides the truth, is not expected to be out there? Because I don't believe that they would give us technology they could fake it, so much stuff i think they're going to give us something that's going to be a little bit downgraded in quality you know what i mean mm-hmm. so just think if we're having this available to us just think of what's actually out there that we don't have available
0: yeah well i think i think there's like a misunderstanding on like what the ai is actually capable of to begin with like chat gpt like people will think like oh is it sentient like can it think for itself no it, it absolutely cannot it is it it's a computer program designed to read whatever the text coming in is and it searches the internet for information relative to that and then responds using whatever it finds so it's basically just a question and answer program uh so like people like i said people have this vast idea of like what it actually is compared to what it, what it really is and i think it's I the same su- thing with go ahead
1: honestly I was, I was surprised by some of the answers i got during my interview with bard from google mhm did you actually have to keep a
0: advancing to, for sure?
1: Did you have a chance to listen to that or anything?
0: Uh, I did not. I also look into that one.
1: It uh, I had to give it a voice. That's the only thing. <laughs> like I had to take all the text and give it a voice. But we talked about like the sentience of AI if it ever would happen and if AI would take over and everything else. It is very very creepy in the fact that I expected them to have it to where it would not talk about stuff like that but it freely talked about how it would happen
0: (laughs) yeah uh, oh go ahead sorry I
1: was going to say I just thought they'd they'd put like some sort of safety parameters in there for wouldn't Mm -hmm. talk about certain topics but it was there's certain ones you can't talk about obviously but the rise of AI and taking over and the AI overlords and everything else (laughs) it would talk about yeah
0: yeah, it's the same thing with, like, uh, the, like, image and video generators, like, the AIs, where people think it's, like, creating art, and, like, to an extent, it kind of is, but all it's really doing is compiling the information and presenting it all at once, which is mm-hmm. why it looks goofy. So, like, if you see, like, like I said, the AI, like, beer commercials, like, if you see a guy, like, holding a beer, uh, it will have, like, ten fingers on one hand. Yeah. And they'll look all bizarre. All the, the only reason that is is because it's taking thousands, if not millions of photos of people holding beer and and combining them together into what I'm, it stinks is like a final image.
1: I'm sending you a photo that I made with AI. Okay. So it's going to your Reddit. Got it. Right. I don't know. Can I send it over this? Or I'll, I'll send it to your yeah. Reddit. That's fine. Uh,
0: yeah, you can send it. Either one.
1: Either Someone one. asked me, they sent me a photo. It's from another podcast. And he asked if I could... uh Nice. Make a Sasquatch and an alien wearing sunglasses, but make them together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You can do AI stuff, can't you?" I was like, "I mean, a little bit." So this is what I'd done with AI. Like, I made the little Sasquatch and I made the little alien. That I made the background. And I put it all together in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. But I use, I did all that with the Adobe one because I usually use, I used to use uh, MidJourney. Mm-hmm. but i had to pay for mid-journey and i didn't like the fact that they hacked my bank account <laughs> yes i ended up this says this out in uh san francisco i think is where mid Journey's like created from and conveniently right after i gave them access to my debit card my debit card mm-hmm. was hacked and they spent money and tried to get money out of an atm and then they use it on a lift for a ride i was like so I had to cancel that card and get a new card and I put it in as for fraud. And then I've never used mid journey ever again because that seems sketchy to me. Yeah. Like conveniently the two days after I give mid journey access to my bank account, my card is hacked.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, I've never had my card hacked before ever. <laughs> so I won't give uh, any more art generator content creators, my bank account <laughs> information
0: no. clearly. Like that's how it is with a lot of like the online businesses right now. AI in general is like a huge industry, like growing industry where it's like you can just anywhere. It's like from art generation to text generation to, uh, information gathering. I mean, if you go into like dot IO, it, anything with a dot IO is just like a information startup or it's just digital, whatever. Mm-hmm. And th- it is so many of them are just, it's a couple of people where it's like, Oh, we got like 10, 15 employees, maybe total. It's like, we're doing all this. We're just collecting, you know, we just pay for our program, but they have no security whatsoever. They're just startups trying to make a quick buck on the new fad, which is AI. And uh, one of the companies I work with spent like three grand on a a website like that. And I was like, you people are really, really risking a lot here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I used, uh, I won't say what it was because I don't need them coming after me, Mm -hmm. but I used an AI generator to make background music Hmm. for something, and I changed some things to the music, and so it's not 100% what they did, like the pitch is different, I edited some stuff here and there, but they want you to pay for that once it makes this music for you. I'm like, Hmm. I'm not paying you. (laughs) Like that's not. I learned my lesson.
0: Like, uh, they're expensive. Yeah, like but, I don't know which one you were using. Like, but just in general, like a lot of these programs now, it's like you pay for credits and you get like five credits or whatever, and it's like yep. twenty bucks. And that's how it is with a lot of these. Where it's like, all right, you have the monthly fee of like twenty five dollars a month, and you get ten credits. It's like, but that's like nothing though. Like if the I'm one that I using this, I need more than that.
1: The one that I did use for some sort of music stuff was called Epidemic, and that's not an AI okay. thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe. No, but it's I not, didn't. I, know epidemic I didn't. Uh, Epidemics. I only did like a thirty-day trial just because I wanted to. There's certain I was making a Dogman Dog Man Halloween episode, and I just wanted to change mm-hmm. things up, so I put some background music here and there, and I changed some things here and there because it was like a special themed episode. But other than that, I don't use music other than what I already have for my intro and outro. Man. But. I don't uh I've been thinking about getting a different intro made this and that, but to me it's like I don't want to mess with it. So <laughs> I looked into trying to make AI, see if it can make something. I was like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I, I just my buddy made it for me. One of my guys used to be in the band with me and I was just like, Hey, can you make me an intro? And he's like, Yeah, and you made me something, so I, it's what I've just been using for that, an intro and an outro.
0: Fair enough. Anyway, we're a little over an hour and a half here I, I probably need to go to bed it's almost 11 o'clock here I'm getting up and like I have to take my dog out and get ready for bed I have to get up at five so
1: no that's fine oh. I've got to do the <laughs> same thing
0: <laughs> sounds good where can everyone go to to check out your work check out all your stuff
1: tinfoil tells is available on all streaming platforms so it is on iTunes Spotify Whatever podcatcher you prefer, it's available on there. There's also the YouTube, but YouTube is just static images.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: do like the live videos like a lot of people do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's more or less just a static image of the audio. And I will say that if you look, Tinfoil Tells, it's one word, ten foil. Some people have it separated as two words. Mine is just one word. There is another Tinfoil Tells podcast out there, that is from Australia that only talks about like the weird uprising and Australian politics and some weird <laughs> things they got going on out there. That With is not me. <laughs> yeah. That, that is not me. Like they had like an anti-vaxxer suppose. I like, I, I tried, I haven't listened to it, but I've researched some of the stuff. They had like the anti-vax movements out there and the Australian outback. And Jeez. they call them the scratchers out there. I was like scratchers. <laughs> I have no idea what any of this is, but it makes me interested, but that's not my podcast. So, Back in April, for some reason, I got a notification saying that that my podcast was ranked like, I forget what ranking it was, but it was like one of the highest ranks they had for like the genre for, I think it was in science or something, in Australia. Mm -hmm. I was like, why am I doing so well in Australia? I got looking at this when I discovered this other podcast. I was like, wait a minute. People are listening to mine thinking I'm this other podcast (laughs) from Australia. (laughs) I started getting messages from people from Australia about, hey, what do you think about this?" and This I was like, "Who the hell is this?" Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know these people. Why? Why would I know anything about Australian politics? <laughs> and then it all started to make sense. Like, oh, we have the same name. Gotcha. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to find tinfoil tells, my artwork looks like it has like monsters, like a Bigfoot and a weird alien and some Mm. werewolf-looking things and, like, a UFO and a portal-looking thing. Like I have very, like, detailed artwork. Theirs literally just says tinfoil tails in, like, a bloody, drippy white font (laughs) with, like, an Australian flag or something. There's a difference. So if you want to listen to my podcast, look for the cooler-looking artwork that doesn't have a blood-drippy logo. Nice. I, I just have to tell people because I know people will probably find, look me yeah. and try to find the podcast and they go the wrong one but like <laughs> he doesn't have an Australian accent
0: wow he, he really fakes an American accent quite well. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very midwestern yeah. Is there a preferred place people can go to get the book?
1: It is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and some other online retailers but I recommend Amazon just because for some reason or not, Anything that was not from Amazon, the cover is askew and my OCD clicks every time I look at it. For some reason, like it's just offset just a little yeah. bit to where it's not centered and it drives me crazy.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. But
1: That's it's sweet. all the same book. It's literally yeah. just the cover is a little different. The ones from Barnes and Noble or other stores other than Amazon, the back of it's different. It yeah. has a like artwork on the back that for some reason the Amazon won't let you put on there. Uh, it's weird.
0: Hmm. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate it. I had a good time chatting.
1: Yeah, I did too. Thanks for having nice. me on.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone go check out all of his work. Go check out digest productions. Live links to all of our stuff on there. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. man. I, I really did have a fun time. chatting. There's a lot of interesting stories and tales. And uh, I like switching it up from, episode to episode. So having some paranormal talk and things like that was, was a fun time. So
1: thank you. Thank you. Not a problem. Thank Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye.